Funny how exotic it all seems now. A bunch of voices in a confined space ringing off the walls as a tattoo artist mixes her ink, ready to plunge the needle in a stranger's arm again. No temperature checks, no COVID liability waivers, nothing but the buzz of Cuba's very first international tattoo convention in La Fabrica, Havana's sugar factory turned playground for the arts. These buzzing voices were what had drawn me back to Cuba at this particular time, near the end of February this year, just before what would turn out to be a long lockdown. I thought I'd go down with the American photographer Mike Majors, who was exhibiting work from Japan at that convention. But even though Mike couldn't make it, the moment was too good to miss. It was tattooing's coming out party, from back alley anti-socialist pariah to mainstream Cuban art form. And at the front of all that change is the woman that I talked to for this episode, Ailed Duarte, co-owner of La Marca Body Art, and the woman most responsible for having brought all of these artists together from around the Americas. We met in the darkened concert hall in the back of La Fabrica, drank a couple con leches, and talked about the unique pressures and pleasures of running a tattoo studio in Havana, Cuba. This is Nathan Thornburg, and from Roads and Kingdoms, you're listening to The Trip, drinking with exceptional people around the world. All right, well, let's start with the coffee. Okay. Because we got these in little jars from Cocinero. Okay. The restaurant upstairs. You said you needed a strong? Yeah, very strong. Why? It was that or beer. Yeah, and it's too early in a busy day for beer. Yeah, and they have no beer today, in fact. So maybe another drink, and I don't like another drink. They have no beer? Not today. I don't know why. What the hell? <laughs> All right, why do you need energy? Tell me about this big event. What's going on here? Well, this is the, like the first uh, even this kind in about tattoos. They have made a lot of uh, tattoo expo- exhibition, a lot of artists working, but so many artists from all over the country and come uh, some inv- uh, invited fr- from Mexico, from the United States, and all that with conference shows and other things different than tattoos. Yeah, is the first time. And this is so. This is the first major tattoo kind of convention. Yeah, we think so. But but we're trying to ch- uh, show it like uh, body uh, body art exhibition mm-hmm. not just tattoos because there are piercings there's something about hairstyle and afro fashion yeah and soaps and some oils for the skin and the, everything around the skin and the body art well and this is kind of the reason that we're here in cuba this week because uh michael majors who's got an exhibition of japanese tattoo uh photography here was sort of explaining it and immediately when he said first tattoo convention, you know, kind of, of of its kind in Cuba, I realized it was a big deal because tattooing has been like very political here. This yeah. has not been an accepted art form. So w- tell me what's what's the, the, the short history of tattooing in Cuba that we should know? Well, I think that in Cuba is like in the, uh, in the most of other countries, uh, tattoos were no well done, well viewed. Uh, no, not accepted at all because they are related with uh, down level people, uh, prisons, or mm-hmm. and that's the, the beginnings, you know. So kind of in that Japanese style, it's got association with criminality. Yeah, yeah, like the same. Mm-hmm. And it was just from people that was in jail and this mother and getting love and and this message, you know. 
and after that, with the entrance of the tourists and the people start to see a lot of visitors with a whole body that do it and another styles different than what they have seen before that. And what, they, what was the Cuban style? Was it a, a kind of a simple, like you would think of in prison tattooing? Just yeah, like the same in the other countries because mm. the techniques and the instruments and the supplies were not good. So what what they have uh, in the hand to, yeah. to work and uh, names and uh, simple image, uh, religion. Uh, just a cross, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rest in peace, uh, you know, uh-huh. somebody in your family got it. But in, from 1998, a lot of, uh, some, a group of artists uh, joined the association of uh, young artists here in Cuba and begin a project to put tattoos like artistic uh, expressions, you know. Mm. And we're working on that and make a lot of exhibitions and uh, small ones. But now the, that uh, association is until 35 years old. So when they, this uh, first artist uh, got 35 years old, they need to go out of the association. And there is no other artistic association that uh, accept them. Wait, so there's an age limit? Yeah, because it's a young artist association. Uh-huh, so You're supposed to be, belong to another association of artists be, uh, before that, after that. Man, I'm glad there's no like young podcasters <laughs> association. I would be so kicked out of there. 35. <laughs> uh, so, and there's no old tattoo artists no, association. No. no. When did you get involved? Then was it around that time or no? Later? Because I'm not a tattoo artist. I'm just um, the ho- the wife of uh, one of that old tattoo artist. That's how La Marca kind of got started. Was he started it as a? Yeah, he, he has been tattooing for 25 years old in his his house. Yeah. Like the other one artist here in Cuba, they work in her, their places, small places, trying to have all the health conditions like yeah. in other countries, you know. Yeah. But without any license or nothing, try just to oh, they have to be conscious about that, the responsibility that they work have. Yeah. And after that, uh, five years ago, we were dreaming a lot of time about having a first tattoo shop with all that uh, artists involved, several artists, like like a gallery and make a lot of exhibitions and activities around tattoo artists. And we uh, tried to do it and buy a place because our place is is on. Yeah. So Uh, you own your your own store. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And you bought that five years ago. Yeah. Uh huh. And where where in town is it? It's in Old Havana. It's in Old Havana. What it's a is better place for galleries and uh, um, concert places? <laughs> the fabrica is giving it's a fa- us. It's yeah. a fabrica. It is a fabrica. They're they're they're. It's a factory of sounds. <laughs> so five years ago, it's kind of it's kind of late to be opening the first tattoo shop. I mean, you say it's like other countries, but this is later than, you know, a place like Mexico or United yeah, States. Yeah, because you need to be brave to buy a place, invert some money, to convert a house in a tattoo shop with all the, the, the health conditions. You need to be prepared for that activity. And it has a lot of inversion in that. And it mm. was a risk because you have nothing sure. Yeah, it's you a different it's a different uh, entrepreneurial climate here in Cuba. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so also, I mean, you know, with your husband, and it's true with other tattoo artists. There's there's kind of a a political dimension, right? I mean, he's he's been at odds with the government here at times, as you know, as many of my closest friends in Cuba are from time to time. How do you balance kind of you know the politics with the business of a of, of running a, a successful shop and well actually 
there is no license for tattoo activities, but we never have problem about that. So I, we think that we are, we are not doing nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. We are doing our job right. So, and we try to do it as right as we can. And at least we, if we do that, we think I, we don't have any problem with activity. Mm-hmm. And someday they will think about the importance of recognize what we are doing. Yeah. And maybe for in a long, in, a, in not, not long time, we have a license and some recognition about that. Yeah. And these kind of activities, we, we think it's really important to for that movement of the tattoo. Right. Movement. So this is a big week for you to be able to show, like, listen, there's international people, there's attention, there's dollars coming in. You're, you know, you're part of a, a global movement and the, having that connectivity. Yeah. Um, what is the licensing? So it's still, there's no kind of board for licensing what, what you guys do? No, no. We just have a, a gallery, a tattoo mm-hmm. artist gallery. Yeah. But not about tattoos. But we are not we are not uh, hiding, you know. We have uh, social media, a lot of uh, followers, and we put everything we do. It's public, so everyone can see what we are doing. If we have an exhibition, if we come to here to, 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 to do tattoos, and everything we do, we we are really transparent. Yeah. So if they don't want to recognize us, but at least they, we don't have any problem right. at the moment. It's and it's not. This is not the only activity in Cuba that is kind of done publicly and known widely and yet doesn't really have an official space. Uh, there seem to be a number of those kinds of activities. Um, I remember talking to Eki Alfonso about the Fabrica and how that started also very much in kind of gray area. It's kind of how you guys get shit done, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just do it and, and kind of see where it goes, right? And for sure, a lot of people will come today and do we talk about that and for sure, for sure, they, they will see that we are doing something good. And that is a, a good way to, to do the, that activity here in Cuba. So if we do artistic way and not a business, just business, you know, yeah, it would be fine. When Mike Majors was first telling me about this thing and about La Marca and, and, and Leo and, and, you know, everything in particular, he started showing me your Instagram. And it's a very unusual style, <laughs> I think, of tattooing. How would you describe the... the, the the style and and you know is there like an indigenous cuban tattoo style I, to it i think that we have a lot of reference of uh, a lot of tattoo movements internationally you know but if you, the tattoo artists do they their style the, what they what they feel for sure it would be a cuban tattoo style so the first thing in la marca is that we don't copy nothing we don't work with the reference that the customers bring so we we draw everything we create everything and that way it will be uh, always a cuban tattoo style well that's what we defend you that right that that word to defend the cuban yeah. style that's yeah. that's one way that you do it are, are there kind of visual reference points is the color palette the different? color yeah uh, really colored colors uh, brights and that different you know and, and we do it without thinking about that so you we are just doing what they feel you know how many artists are there uh, here today? Uh, 30 every day. 30 so every 30 day. today and 30 tomorrow. It will be around 60. How many are associated with La Marca? Like how many tattoo artists do you have at the studio? Mm, we have uh, around six, seven. But here they're all in production. They are not working today. They're just working, uh, trying to do it uh, better for the artists that they are, they are working today. So they're supporting we, the other artists yeah, yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. We, um, we made a... Um, a free um, invitation in the social media to the tattoo artists to present their proposal for tattoo here today mm-hmm. and the dossier of their work. So, and we select the best ones. 
the uh, 30 the, the 60 best one are, are out here no matter uh, yeah. where they be, where they where they live or nothing because they work with uh, not not their names you know f- fake names yeah. so we can do any for friendship or nothing about that Oh, really? So it's yeah, yeah. all anonymized. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. because it's a small scene here, right? It's the, all the tattoo artists know each other. and So they can see, oh, you don't select me because you have um, you don't like my work or whatever. So it's all, all, all about the quality of the art they are showing here today. Yeah, here's where the, the limitations of a podcast come in. They cannot show you these <laughs> tattoos, really. But there is some incredible work that's going on. A lot of it is... I mean, there's not. I, we didn't see any machines that were going mm-hmm. either. It was a lot of just stick yeah, yeah. Uh, tattooing. Mm-hmm. Is that also a? Is that unusual? Is that on purpose, or is that just the style that people are using? They here? are. They use the what the style they want, and also there are a lot of machines that you don't do hear because it's a new type of machine that oh. is usually used uh, for doing some portraits and don't don't have the same sound that you know. Ah, okay. So going back to the style, I mean, one of the things that I, I saw from some of the work in La Marca felt like there was um, almost like a, um, a kind of a, a brutalist style, like a really muscular style of, of portraits that reminded me of like old Soviet posters or something or like, you know, uh, that you would find in, 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 in the East Block somewhere. Is there is there something from like from the Cuban propaganda styles or visual styles that that we're influencing oh for sure because uh, our one of our artists is roberto ramos that is a, a designer and mm-hmm. all the the style that represents la marca and the the art and the design of the sh- of the shop and all the identity and our logo everything was designed by him and for sure they had a lot of influence of that styles uh, so Roberto Ramos is somebody uh, who you've brought into La Marca to do tattoos, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he had a design he's career. A, he's a designer, and in the beginnings he was a tattoo artist, and they uh, he only do stick and poke. In mm-hmm. the, actually, today, um, a lot of people write to get ink by him. Yeah, and yeah, it's really uni- unique what he do. Let's talk about supplies. How do you how do you get them? What's you know what are the challenges for you? Oh, I, the first one is what what I told you before the license, because if you if we have a sanitary license, uh, we will be sure about what we are doing. We are we are really 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 uh, worried about that. Right, because it's the health s- of the people. Right, you know? and you invest so much in supplies. If you're you know if it's not if you're not able to actually use them, or if something does happen, you don't want to be stuck holding thousands and thousands of dollars. Of, okay. Yeah. Got it. And the supplies because um, we don't, we can't buy nothing from here. We can uh, we have we don't have a shipping system. We need to travel and buy everything and bring here and not be a big quantity. You know, we amounts of uh, supplies. We need to buy what we need for a short time and go in and bring everything because here you can't buy nothing for tattoos or cheap nothing. Really? So it's like a mule system where people are just constantly no, mewling? All, all our artists can travel and make guest spots in shops in, around the world and go to other conventions that are really good opportunity to buy uh, good supplies. Yeah. And that way it really works. So they're not allowed back in the country empty-handed. They gotta. No, for <laughs> they, sure not. They gotta bring bring me some ink. Bring me some of those new yeah. quiet machines. Um, the the other issue though is also uh, pricing. I mean, Cuba still has a has a difficult time. There's so many amazing things, but they're really available more to me 
as a foreigner or the Cubans who do have access to hard currency, how do you guys deal with pricing and, and making this accessible for all? We, our prices are not cheap because the tattoo is not a necessity, you know. If you want a good tattoo that lasts forever, that is uh, healthy in a healthy place, it's, it's not cheap. We can't do cheap with all the supplies we need to bring and all the measures we have to ensure to do a good job and safe for the customer. So uh, for sure, there are a lot of uh, cost, uh, foreigners that come and, and get tattoo with us, but a lot of Cubans do. Yeah. Because people is learning about the importance of choose a good place and have uh, all the conditions they need to do a safe work. It is, it is amazing to me because I've, I've had this conversation with people about price of tattoos. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that if you want to save some money, you might do it somewhere else. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Like a lot of people said that they're expensive, but go and buy a, a pair of shoes that have uh, maybe $100. And you can walk and they can bro be broken. So Right. That shoe is not, that's not a lifelong decision uh, that you're making. Do you have plans to grow La Marca? No, we are, we are good that way. Yeah, do you think the size to, is important? We are, yeah, we're fighting for the license and work strong to do everything okay, organize this kind of event and these kind of things. Also, I, I, don't, I remember that uh, about prices, that we do a lot of offers. We open mm, exhibitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We okay. open exhibitions almost two, two, okay, every two months. And all the exhibitions, we make some uh, offers for the, and for free. They can get an a author. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the artists that make a, open the exhibition in our place, they prepare some flashes our, for his style, and they can get tattoos for free in, the, in La Marca. So we do half and half, you know? Yeah. Is it, and is educating Cubans about tattoo culture and that, you know, it's so new to have a tattoo shop, is, it, is that part of the mission too, to, to, to make it sure that Cubans know more about tattooing? And it was the first time of the mission, actually, because we opened our space and tried to mix the tattoo with other ex artistic, uh, like uh, painting, design, music, and everything. And we make a lot of workshops with kids, not tattoo-related, of course, about art. And all the parents that come with the kids to our place and sit uh, until the activity finish, they can see all the movement, all the work about tattoos, and they learn, oh, it's not so aggressive, as they say, or it's not so bad, it's not so jail-related, uh, you right. know? And they learn about that. All the people who come to La Marca not like tattoo. And they learn about that. That's amazing. So you're, you're raising a whole new generation <laughs> of kids who not getting tattoos now, but will be open-minded to of it. Of course. Later. And we are all the time uh, defending that. Until 18 years old, you can't get tattoos. Until uh, your father you can say everything, your mother can say everything, we don't tattoo you until 18 years old. Oh, that's a, that's a thing. Is that, is that a standard in, uh, internationally also? Not, yeah, yeah. I... I, I it must be like that. A lot of places don't do that, but for sure we do that. Yeah. Um, not, not just because, uh, because they don't know what they want, you know? And this is for the, all the whole life. They look at um, a lot of friends that have tattoos, oh, I want that, and don't think about it, it is last for the last, uh, all his life, you know? Yeah. Um, well, 18 is also, you know, teenagers. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's a, that's but a, they can drive and they can drink, so... Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. They, they need to start making their own decisions at some point. Um, there is a mosquito. Yeah, a lot. 
It's crazy. We're here on this stage, uh, which is not, you wouldn't think it's a hotbed. In, out of respect for these very aggressive mosquitoes, we'll, we'll, we'll try to keep it wrapped up soon. Uh, but let me, let me ask you where you would like to see tattooing go in, in Cuba and what, what do you think it can become from now? For sure, we want to see uh, some recognition for the culture and institutions. For tattoo artists, like artists, like the, all the other artists that are good artists in Cuba, Cuba is always recognized by good artists for a, a rich culture. Yeah. And we would like that tattoos was also uh, inside of this movement, the culture movement. So that it, it just be, continues to become more mainstream and, and get support from government cultural yeah, organizations. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure, yeah. Um, what about this event? Are we going to see another one like this? this time next year we hope so if i don't die before you know <laughs> if i can live with that <laughs> I let, don't die it's, it's a lot of stress though huh? oh yeah i have been prepared this two months ago and it, it was short time because uh, we uh, talked uh, to fabrica de arte to do this two months ago it was really fast yeah. for next year for sure we will be preparing from the half of the year you know yeah um, six more before uh, how many countries do you have artists from uh from mexico uh some cuban americans and united states okay all right you want to expand they bring, that uh, you're going to bring in the europeans next time yeah Asian for sure we invited a lot of friends but it was short time and need to buy the the tickets and it was really expensive mm -hmm. so that yeah um all right well let's come and meet here next year i'm going to bring a long sleeve shirt also, they, they can charge nothing here, so it's all exhibition. This all is all exhibition? All exhibition is for free, so they need to spend in tickets and oh, wow. everything, and they can get something back. How, how am I going to get a tattoo today? <laughs> uh, who should I go to? Oh, all the artists have these. They're models already. They They're prepare everything because they want to do big job, big pieces. Okay. Uh, from 11 to, se to 8 in, in the night. So they're all full already. Yeah. Maybe you can try to check uh, Dr. Lacra. He's a really famous artist in Mexico. And he do small pieces. Okay. And I, I put some model for him. For, for sure, when he finished with that with the him, he will want to, to do something else. So I maybe this I wouldn't I'll go take advise. a look at, at Dr. La Lagra. Dr. Lagra is a really famous Mexican artist. Uh, Dr. Lagra. Okay, <laughs> let's get it done. He's, he's going to do a conference about tattoo in jail tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah, we, got, we have a lot of conference too. So they're giving talks about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is why it's so stupid that Mike isn't here. He was going to give a talk about yeah, the yeah, Japanese yeah. And the exhibition work. that we move in from the black wall yeah. to the front of the fabrica. You, yeah. When you enter, you can see all yeah. the exhibition of Mike yeah, Myers. that's awesome. We are really, really thanks to him for uh, that. He's, I mean, his dedication to going super deep on tattoo culture there is crazy. He was telling me about a, uh, a, a reunion of like tattoo artists, which is a really dangerous thing to have all of the recipients of the tattoos in one room because generally these are gangsters mm -hmm. and they're like not gangsters that get along but somehow this one artist was had enough charisma to bring all the gangsters together and forget all the fights <laughs> yeah without killing each other just to show their body art which is amazing but mike mike was mike was in the room uh so yeah that's really beautiful to see it here he's such a fan of la fabrica and la marca too so um, all right, I'm going to go hit up Dr. Lacra <laughs> and see if, uh, if we can get anything done on short notice. But uh, thank you so much, Aylen, oh, and congratulations to you. <laughs> on La Marca and everything you've done. I just have, like, 
you know, even at dinner last night when Kelvis Ochoa, the, the, the singer, was showing me. He was the, my Leo. Yeah, yeah. So he was so psyched to show off. And he's like, you know who did this? It was Leo. <laughs> I hope you can go and visit us in our shop. We'll, uh, we'll be here until, uh, from Friday, so. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be back at the shop on yeah, Friday? Yeah, on Friday. Okay, yeah. all right. And after a very successful convention. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. All right, thanks, Alec. <laughs> The Trip from Roads and Kingdoms is hosted by me, Nathan Thornburg. Theme music by Dan the Automator, show logo by the great Cuban-American artist Adele Rodriguez, episode artwork by Daisy D. Alexa Van Sickle is our online editor. The Trip is produced by me and Matt Goulding, also of Roads and Kingdoms. A special shout-out to Mike Majors, who made this episode happen. I envy his photographic eye, and especially his extreme enthusiasm for all the unknown. Next on this feed, we are moving from Iraq to San Francisco in our archive episodes, and we will be starting in San Francisco with Vero Mahano, an artist, an old friend, a street historian who is co-founder of the Mission Media Archives. That is coming to you Thursday, November 15th in this feed. We will meet you there. <laughs>